Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. It's nice to be with you today. Back in October, episode 39, about my cars and pickup trucks and all that that I had owned, I had referred to my wife's Chevy Equinox as a Chevy Escort, which there's no such animal. There's a Ford Escort, which I had years and years ago, that I got when my parents passed away. So I wanted to correct that. It's funny how you can listen to the same thing through the editing process half a dozen times and not even pick up on it until six months later when you just happen to be listening to an old podcast and think, Shazam! Who said that? Also, on our 4th of July podcast here a few weeks ago, when I was coming towards the grand finale, I said the home of the free and the home of the brave. To correct that just a little, it's the land of the free and home of the brave. I caught that one after it was published and after it was out there. I listened to the released podcast on Wednesday morning on different venues to make sure everything goes okay. And there I caught it. I had listened to that at least a half a dozen times during the editing process. And there it is. It's out there. And I finally catch it. Kind of like that Game of Thrones deal where millions of people are watching it. And some yahoo left his coffee cup on the table where they were filming. So stuff happens. It always has. It always will. I know you've forgiven me and it's not really that big of a deal, but I did want to correct those two things. Moving forward, today I'm talking about hair. I got a haircut several weeks ago. It was the first haircut I had received in 13 weeks because of the situation going around. My barber wasn't even open. It was getting really long, which I was not used to anymore. I had toyed with the idea of cutting up myself. Have you ever seen those social media posts where it shows people that cut their own hair? I didn't want to turn out like that too much. I had a plan though. It's going to take some thinning shears and just cut here one day and there the next day, maybe one or two snips, and keep going till it was nice and messed up probably. So I restrained myself from doing that. And I'm happy I did. My barber took care of me. And now I'm due for another haircut, I think. When I was born, I had jet black hair and a lot of it. I see baby pictures and they kind of look like what my oldest daughter, when she was born, her hair was almost, well, past her shoulders. It was so long and pitch black. And her daughter had long black hair also. By the time I turned into a little boy, though, my hair was blonde. I know all these things from pictures, and needless to say, I was a beautiful little baby, but I grew up into being a little boy, and my hair turned darker and browner, and now it's kind of gray. When I was small, until I was 13 or so, I always had a crew cut or a regular where you part it on the side and you kind of comb it over. My mom would always part it for me, or a flat top. I spoke of this earlier on a podcast a while back where I got so I wasn't putting the butch wax in the flat top and just letting it lay down. And I really like that. It's a little bit longer than a crew cut and it kind of laid down. Once the Beatles hit America and all the girls were screaming for them, 
And that might be what spurred me to start growing my hair long, thinking that if I had hair down past my eyebrows, maybe the girls would scream for me. I don't know what my psyche was on this, but it did start to be a fad, and I grew my hair long. Now, back in 1964 or so, that was not the accepted way to wear your hair, and so it was always a fight for me. But I was a big proponent of long hair, after I grew up, or at least became older and left my parents' home, I grew my hair pretty long. It was way down past my shoulders there at this longest point, where in a ponytail, thinking I was an Indian, thinking I was a mountain man, not realizing people looked at me like I was probably a scuzzball. I didn't care. Sometimes I had a beard, sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I had mutton chops, remember those? Sometimes I didn't. I never was big into the mustache thing unless it was with a beard. I didn't want to look like some guy with a beard and no mustache. As I got older, my hair started getting shorter. Pictures of me at my wedding, my hair is kind of over my ears somewhat, about halfway over my ears, and that was okay. I used to get a haircut every two weeks when I was a kid. Every two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks, I'd get a haircut. I'd go into the barber shop, sit there and read X-Men comics, hear the old guys laughing and joking, get up in the chair, and my Uncle Cliff said, stop wiggling around. And I'd move my head, all that itchy hair falling down on me, looking across the street at that other barber shop to never darken their door. I knew I couldn't. My uncle owned this barber shop. He was a good barber. But after the Beatles hit the scene and I was trying to grow my hair longer, my dad took me down to the barber shop one time, told me to get a haircut. So I don't know what I was thinking, but I told my uncle Cliff, cut it one inch. I think what I meant was three inches. I wanted it close to my eyebrows so it would grow down in them so I could whoop my neck and have that hair kind of, you could feel it flipping up. If you did it just right out of the shower, you could get it so it had this little natural flip around your eyebrows. It was a Saturday morning. I was kind of dozing off and stuff, and Uncle Cliff turned me around, and there I was, one inch on top of my head. It was not a flat top, not a crew cut. I guess it was a long crew cut. I went ballistic. I went home. I was so angry. I held a grudge against my uncle for years on that one. I don't know where the forgiveness was in my life back then. doesn't matter because I have forgiven him, and I think he forgave me. We were okay by the time he passed on. He is one of the best barbers I ever knew. Had two other barbers that were awfully good. One was a girl named Sandy, and she would actually come to our store and cut my hair in my office. She'd talk 100 miles an hour and freak me out the first couple times I got a haircut from her, but you know what? Those are some of the best haircuts I ever had in my life. Sandy was a good barber. I don't know if she's still doing that or not. I think she still lives in Colorado. I know her family very well, and I haven't seen her for a long time, but she was a good barber. My other barber in the top three in my lifetime was this guy. I called him Max. I went to Max's barber shop one time looking for a barber. I was tired of going to beauty shops and stuff. My other barber had died. And I found this guy, Max, and he cut my hair for several years. He's a good barber. One time I went there and Max was gone. I said, where's Max? The guy said, well, Merlin's on vacation. I'm filling in for him. 
So I sat down getting a haircut and said something about Max again. He says, you know, Max is not here anymore. I said, yeah, he's on vacation. No, 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 no. Merlin bought the barbershop from Max 20 years ago. His name's Merlin. Oh, really? Well, when Merlin got back, I told him, I says, why have you let me call you Max all these years and your name is Merlin? And he said something like, well, he just didn't want to correct me. He's a good guy and he's still my barber. We're kind of getting long in the tooth together there. One time when my hair was long and I had a girlfriend and I moved back to the mountains and she stayed in, in the Denver area and we decided to meet at the top of the pass. There was an old ski area up there, the mountain pass. That once you went over it, you were on the either the west side or the east side of the Continental Divide, depending on which direction you're traveling. So I went into the lodge there at the ski area, and there she was. And she didn't even recognize me. I had gotten my hair cut. So after we said hello to each other and stuff, she told me I didn't even look like me. And she couldn't get used to it, and she couldn't accept it. And that might have been the last time I ever saw her in my life. I'd say she was pretty shallow, but I'm sure it was just me that was the shallow one. Especially caring what people thought of my haircut. Today, my hair isn't what it used to be. If it gets a little long like it was here a couple months ago, instead of just being cool, it's just kind of fuzzy and my sideburns are sticking out and the hair in my ears and the, my eyebrows get all bushy and long and there's gray hair in them and the top of my head doesn't have as much hair as it used to. I could never be like these guys are my age or even older than me with a ponytail. I don't know why they do that. If I had my way, I'd shave my head. It'd be maintenance-free then, but my wife will not put up with that. She says my head's all like moon craters from an accident I had when I was small. It's not exactly round, but I'm not that ugly, I guess. I always thought that those guys that had the long, long hair when they're old... I used to think they're old hippies, and sure enough, there are some of them that are. I have a friend, he's a very successful businessman. When he retired, he grew his hair. I think it's because he had to be in the business world for so long and look just right back then that that was one of his bucket list things to do. Maybe old bikers have long old hair and some old cowboys. I like to go to the barber shop, have him cut my hair. I almost fall asleep in the barber chair. And then he takes this thing, a vibrator thing, and vibrates my shoulders. And I get relaxed and I about fall asleep. Then all of a sudden, I'm done. i got to pay and get the heck out of there. There's someone waiting to take my place. To wrap this up a little bit, when I was 16 or possibly 17, we spoke about this in an earlier podcast about a year ago. My friend Wayne and I dyed our hair and I turned into a fluorescent orange neon sign walking around in the dark. Before I could graduate from high school, our principal came up to me and says, Jim, I don't want you to come back next year, but if you do not get your hair cut, you will not graduate. You will not receive your diploma unless you get a haircut and look presentable. This is a 1968. You have to appreciate the era. And so I went down to my Uncle Cliff. I told him, take some off. Get it off my ears. Get it off my eyebrows. When I was all done at the barbershop, I went up to my principal's home. And he wasn't there. I had my hair in a brown paper bag. 
His wife answered the door, and I gave that to her, and I asked her if she would please give that to her husband. Thanked her very much. Very nice lady. And I went on my way to get ready for graduation that night. Standing in the reception line, after we all received our diplomas, and all cheered and yelled and shook each other's hand, patted each other on the back, Mr. W. came up to me in the line and shook my hand and gave me a, a present, a nice box, all wrapped up nice. Told me he was proud of me. Told me how much he was going to miss me. Well, I did get several presents. I took them home. Next day, we opened it. And lo and behold, it was my hair. <laughs> he did have a sense of humor after all. There was one time when my dad sent me to the barber shop said, do not come home without a haircut. We talk about this very thing in episode two. And so I took off and I was gone a week hitchhiking up to Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, Utah. But I did come home and I did have a haircut. When my hair was long and I'd be visiting my parents, my mother's friends would always tell me, oh, I wish I had your hair. It's so thick and so wavy and so pretty and yada, yada, yada. I would just smile, take it. They meant well and they are just trying to be friendly and folksy. I took no exception to what they said. I never wanted to have a beard like ZZ Top or any of those guys. But when I met the girl I eventually married, I did have a beard. And it was right during the transition in my life where I decided to get out of blue-collar work and become a white-collar guy. And she was over the house, and we were watching TV or something, and I excused myself. And I went in, and I shaved didn't announce it to her or anything, came out. She freaked out, number one. And then she told me one thing that she has never stopped telling me since, that I have fat cheeks. I have a lot of grandchildren with fat cheeks. They must get it from me. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you arrive there, you can click on links to Facebook, Twitter, a place where you can preview and purchase our book, and more. It's really nice to be with you today. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I feel very privileged to partake in 15 minutes or so with you once a week. Kindness is not only an act and an attitude, it's an extension of what we all should be. I'll see you next Wednesday.